Wings Things Podcast. I'm not sure the episode. Uh, I don't care. We're trying something new. I'm going via Skype. Um, I, I explained this to the audience because it took me, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes to set this up. And Kane Pittman's been so appreciative with his time that I just wanted everyone to know how swell of a guy uh, Kane is. Kane, thank you for some time today. That's a great, uh, that's a great intro. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, Kane's the best-looking person to ever cover the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> Beautiful young man. Nobody's smarter at the game. Kane, give us a little bit of your uh, background because you've gotten some attention for being Australian, but uh, you know that's kind of part of it. Give us a, some some background on how you got from not covering the Bucks to how you got to be covering the Bucks. Yeah, first of all, I've always said. If uh if I have to use my accent to to get places while I'm here, then uh I'm totally fine with that. Uh but but secondly, I was always I mean I was a Bucks fan, so I have been in Milwaukee the last sort of four or five years, um, during the season a couple of times, but um just in the stands drinking beer. So this year's been pretty cool for me. Um I'm writing for uh the pick and roll dot com dot AU, which is a, a um an Australian basketball website which uh, covers the uh, domestic league. Europe, Australians playing in Europe, obviously the NBA. So there was um, uh, myself and one other guy, uh, Ben, were offered the. Uh, we, we were doing the bulk of the, I suppose, the NBA um, coverage, and they basically said we can we can get you a uh, a foreign media visa to go over and and cover. Uh, the NBA for the season, if you want, um, but you know, with the uh, with with that website there, it's it's not exactly. I mean, they're not a massive uh, media company or anything, so they're like, well, you're going to have to sort of pay your own way. But if this is something you want to do and you want to try and break in, then, then go for it. And I guess um, it made sense for me uh, to come to Milwaukee. First of all, obviously, I love the team, but secondly, you know, familiar with the city and. Uh, and um and they had two Australians at the time, so it made a lot of sense. So you come over here uh, with the visa, and then essentially, when you're on the road, when you're covering the team, you're paying for all of that. Yeah, that's that's basically it. So I'm um, uh, well. First of all, that's why I don't go on all of our trips because I probably would have already been back in Australia by now if I was doing that. But uh, yeah, I I would love to. I would love to to cover all the road games, but it is you know sort of out of my own pocket, so uh, I have to I have to be kind of smart about it and and try and hunt down some cheap flights and hotels and that sort of stuff. But uh, I've been fortunate, obviously, being in Milwaukee. Eric Eric Name is he he drives he drives the close trips, so we spend a lot of time in the car together. Yeah, I mean you got you're working with some great people, whether it's Matt Velasquez and Eric Name, those guys. Uh, definitely a good little contingent of people that are covering the Bucks, and you're a part of that. And like you said, when you come over here, they had Matthew Delavadova and Thon Maker, who it was such a nice little uh, chemistry that they've had throughout with being playing for the Australian team. And I remember I was at a game covering one of like the three that I've done so far this year. But I was at the game right after Delhi gets traded. Um, so you come over here to cover the Bucks, and there's two Australians on the team and then they trade one of them. Was that like, was that like a, a shit moment for you or how did, what, what was that like for you? It was, it was really, it was a funny afternoon. So that was the Warriors game. Um, 
And I remember talking to you about it and everyone, everyone was I, I, like, I got so many texts from people that were genuinely like, are you leaving? Like, is that it for you? Are you, are you moving to Cleveland? Um, but it was funny because that was, a, that was, a, that was a late tip off. That was like an eight thirty tip off, I think. And, um, I was, I was at my place. It was about three thirty, and I was thinking, wow, this is going to be a late one. I'll probably be at the arena until one. So I might try and sneak in a little half an hour, hour nap here. And as soon as I laid down, my phone just started blowing up. And I was, and when I seen that Dali was traded, I, I was, I, I didn't know what, whether to think about like my own, like, uh, you know, reporting or whatever and the fact that he was leaving or the fact that I was really happy about the actual trade for Milwaukee. I, <laughs> I don't, I, I didn't know what was taking over more, but I, I, I definitely didn't expect it. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I was uh, shocked by it. I was shocked to see John Henson in that deal. I was, sh- I was shocked to see Delhi in that deal because the Bucks were in a situation where they had some, some really looked like hard to move cap pieces. Sure. And so you would think that if, if you're going to cover, if you're going to pick any one guy to cover, uh, on this team, Giannis probably the safest bet. And then, you know, Middleton and Bledsoe, their contracts are expiring and the Bucks have some decisions to do there, but, You've got guys like Tony Snell and John Henson and Matthew Dellavedova. I mean, nobody's going to want to take these contracts on, and yet they found a team in Cleveland that that did um, that didn't change your coverage at all, or it must have a little bit. I mean, I would assume that when you start walking around the locker room and Delhi picks up on your accent, you guys are instant. Uh, I'm going to be a douche here, but instant mates. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I, I miss having him around because we. We would, I mean, we would talk about other stuff, you know, not just basketball. So, um, he was good to have around it. And, and honestly, between him and Thong, they I mean, they were two of the nicest guys. I mean, first of all, the Bucks have got a great group. Everyone is so nice and, 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 and willing to talk and, and not just about basketball stuff, about anything. But those two guys, are, you know, really, they, I mean, you know, I guess they're, they're appreciative of where they are. And, and the fact that they're playing NBA and they're just happy to, you know, to be there and, and, and be with these guys and be on this team. So yeah, when he left, it was funny. I, because his first game was back in Milwaukee, right? So I, uh, so I went to shoot Cleveland shoot around and I'm, I'm like with like my situation, I'm trying to, I'm pitching stories out to all, the, all these places and trying to get, yeah, any money that I can get basically. And, and I was pitching a lot of daily stories to Australian newspapers and that. And they weren't interested. They're like, no, we don't, we don't need that. We don't need that. And then the second he gets traded, all of a sudden they're interested and they're like, we really want that story. And, uh, so I, I joked with Dali. He seen me and he's like, ah, oh. he's like, I thought I got rid of you already. And I'm like, no, I'm like you didn't. And thanks for getting traded because that's, that's the first bit of money I've got since, I, since I've come here. So we were, we were, we were, we were laughing about that. But it, I mean, yeah, it was now, I guess for Thong. He's just got me hassling him every single game. So maybe he's not happy about it. So are you, I mean, are you able to be pitching stories? I'm not going to ask you like what's in your bank account, but are you going to be able to cover the NBA for a while? Well, I, I mean, my plan the whole time was to try and get through the season, hopefully pick up, um, yeah, whether it is, you know, stories or whatever, or hopefully something a little more, um, you know, regular in terms of, terms of income. But, uh, I, you know, I mean, it looks like the Bucks. I, I know your opinion on this. I, I, the Bucks are going to make a deep run this year. So I'm looking, I'm looking at, at June before their season is over, in, in my opinion, or certainly late May. So, 
my plan is to get through the season. Hopefully, I, something comes up before then. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 being careful. I'll, I'll say that I'm trying to make sure that I don't get to playoff time after watching this team all season and then and then think shit, I'm out of money. I got to go. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be awful because you're right. I do expect a long run from this team. Uh, I am saying on air the finals, and and I because I, I think that they can do that. Now to that point, there was uh you know the media landscape is so weird these days, where something that you asked Giannis was a big story uh, <laughs> about wrestling the Rock, and he said I'd kill him, and and so it's like something you did, you asked, gets a lot of attention, but nobody. I mean, it's on ESPN, it's on CBS, it's on NBA, whatever. But there's no like, hey, Kane asked this question, or we're going to run this clip, let's send Kane $20. Is that part of it frustrating? Yeah, it's, I, I keep telling people this, and it's, it's funny to me, like, experiencing that, because, uh, you know, I'm over here, like, and I'm writing, or whatever, and, and you know, I, I hope that what I'm writing is interesting, and people are into that. Um, but by far the, like, the biggest things that, like, that are, that I've done that have blown up or whatever you want to, you want to call it is stuff like that. It's not even necessarily about basketball. It's just me asking a question that I'm like, I think is kind of funny or I, you know, like that, that sort of stuff. Like I had that interaction with Popovich as well, which kind of like blew up as well. And, uh, and it, it wasn't even really me talk, you know, I wasn't doing what I'm here to do, but they're, they're the things that have sort of got the most attention, which is kind of funny to me. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of funny though. I, I went to practice that day and I was like, I'm definitely asking him about the rock. Like, I, I'm like, I, I, the Bucks are winning. They're destroying bad teams nightly. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't have too much else to ask him. I'm, I'm just, I'm going there today to ask him about the rock. So he, he, he couldn't have given me a better answer. I'll say that. Yeah, the Bucks. It's it's been interesting uh, covering this team this season because they are so dominant. They are they are so good, and they they they're going on the road and they're beating teams. And then some of these games, some of these games where they're blowing out the Pistons by thirty points. It's like from from my perspective on, on sports radio, there's not a lot of different ways I can say the Bucks are great, the Bucks are good, the Bucks are awesome, the Bucks rule. It's kind of you know, on sports radio, we need more like this versus that sort of uh, discussions. And so it's been hard to find angles with this team. Now, when they play uh, against the Rockets and there's Harden, the MVP things, you know, great. When we, you know, talk, really break it down with Bucks, Yeah, we can talk about uh, Budenholzer's offense. And I don't want to say there's not a lot to talk about with this team, but there's not a lot that maybe – uh, is juicy and and I see on Twitter and you know people wanting more Bucks coverage, which I am all for. It's just when there's a coaching change for the Packers and that that obviously around here is the number one story. What is your view on how the Bucks are covered, whether it's from paper, radio, TV in the city of Milwaukee, because they are a pro team in Milwaukee. But a lot of times they do ride number three based on coverage, uh, TV and radio. Yeah, it's it's been it's been funny uh, the last couple of weeks how much it's sort of blown up. I know I know you you cop your fair share of uh, of um, angry Bucks fans, I guess. But um, I I mean I've been here over the last few years when the team has been. I mean, yeah, they've been a playoff team, but everyone really knew that they weren't. 
you know, they weren't winning the title or they weren't making a big run um, and the coverage hasn't been there and then that would coincide with the Packers maybe being in the playoffs or something like that. So this is, I, I think, first of all, this is a completely different situation for for everyone that's, that's you know, covering the Bucks or covering sports or even Bucks fans and I, I think that's part of it that, you know, the Bucks fans that maybe not necessarily are as big Brewer fans or, or Packers fans haven't had this before, so now the Bucks are genuinely good, and they're like, I just want to hear about the Bucks all day, every day, and I and I totally get that, but I, I think it's something that's going to pick up steam as the season goes, and you know, nights like last night, it, it's funny, I, I actually I listened to you guys for a little bit this morning, and I was I, like me personally, I was surprised how much you were talking about the Bucks because you, you have the big day with the Packers yesterday, obviously with the head coach, and then obviously the Brewers with the big sign in last night. I mean, it was a crazy day. Uh, for sports in Milwaukee, but I, I think that it's starting to pick up, and I, I think it's a good thing that people are asking for Bucks coverage, and I, I think that's good for the city because I think the more people realize that this team is legit, then I, I think the better. But um, as for nationally, I, I don't really care about that. Like I just I I say this a lot, but I would rather listen to people talking about the Bucks that watch them every single game and actually know about the team than to flick on, you know, a national TV show that maybe they watched the game last night and they make all their assertions from that. So if the Bucks lose that game, then everyone assumes that the Bucks aren't legit and they're not a real contender. Like, I don't really care about that. I would rather listen to people talk about the team that, that know what's going on. So, I, you know, I, I think the local stuff is, is getting better and the national stuff I'm just not that worried about. The national stuff is interesting because uh, we're recording this the day after the Bucks played the Rockets and then... I was watching the ESPN coverage. I love the work Fox Sports Wisconsin does, but when they're on national TV, I do always watch that broadcast to, to see how they're talking about the team. And then they went into the studio after, and guys like Chauncey Billups and Paul Pierce were almost like, wow, holy shit, this team is really, really good and really deep. And wow, like looking at Giannis's stats are one thing, but he had 21 rebounds. I mean, how how is he doing that? It's been... I don't I don't get like as uptight about oh the national media is not talking about the Bucks enough. Uh, I think a lot of that will come, and I and I think a lot of it will come locally too. I I, I try not to fight on Twitter <laughs> with, with Butwell in general, but I try because because I love this team and I and I love the Bucks and I love that they're good and I you know I took a lot of heat last March when I thought they were going to make a playoff. Uh, series victory which they didn't they went seven against the celtics yeah they i thought they'd win a series so i was wrong there but what i was trying to tell people is this team's not as bad as they look i think in the playoffs they'll figure it out and that's what i was trying to tell people again when they were losing to some teams that maybe they shouldn't have lost to this season although it really wasn't that bad i think I, i just know that what's coming up with the playoff run in april in may yeah, we're going to talk some Brewers. Yeah, we're going to talk about the NFL draft. But if the Bucks get into the second round, if they just get into the second round, what happened with the Brewers here in October is going to happen with the Bucks, and there will be so much Bucks coverage that it's almost going to be too much. And I know that's coming, so it's hard. It's but it's hard for me to tell people that when. You know, they beat the Pistons by 30 and they tune on the radio and we are breaking down the direction in which Aaron Rodgers pees. So it's really that part of it's hard. I don't know how I want you to respond to that. I 
feel like now I just need to get that off my chest. <laughs> no, I, I, but you're right. And, and I've been, so I've been really jealous the last couple of years because, so the first Bucks game I ever, so the first time I ever got to come to Milwaukee was, um, in that Bulls series, uh, in 2015. So, you know, I was really jealous the last couple of seasons because even that season and this team was like, you know, I mean, they, whatever, they had a great season coming off the 15 win, uh, season the year before, but, the atmosphere around Milwaukee and around that team and when they won in Chicago in game five and, and the feeling before game six was just ridiculous. And this, and like this city, you know, come playoff time, they're going to be ready to go. And, I, and you're right, like the coverage is going to be, um, you know, it's, it's going to be all about the parks. And, and so it should be at that point. But, uh, I think going back to what you said, it was funny because I, I didn't watch ESPN last night, but it was funny that you said that Paul Pierce and, uh, um, Billups was surprised, but that's what I'm talking about with the national media. Because why are they surprised by that? I wasn't watching the game. Like nothing about last night surprised me because I watch them every game. So that's that's what I'm talking about when people get angry about that. It's like it doesn't matter what they're saying because yeah, as the season rolls on, they'll realize that this team is real. But right now, does it matter? No, because they're not watching them. So when they even talk about the team, they don't actually know anyway. So I I don't get angry about that. Like it, it just doesn't bother me. So how long would you say you've been a Bucks? fan or uh you know you know what i'm saying how long have you been a bucks fan so i oh well, i, I kind of laugh when i say this actually because i would classify myself as a so the last eastern conference finals so the first bucks game i seen was in that uh 2001 run and that's okay. when i and i sort of jumped on that i mean i really liked ray allen he sort of he was what sort of brought me to the bucks um so i guess i call myself so i never claimed that i was a bucks fan during that run because i don't think that's fair but I, if if there's such a thing as a Bucks bandwagon fan, I guess I jumped on the bandwagon in 2001. Uh, I didn't really know at the time what I was getting myself in for over the next 17 years, but you know, here we are. I feel like uh, I feel like I've paid my dues, and, and this is uh, this is all worth it. Yeah, that's why, uh, and that, that's good. So you clearly have the reference that uh, everybody else has. The Bucks. It's just been since 2001 so long of frustration and we do want some vindication and validation for how they're playing now and we want the whole world to stop and take notice and then the other part of that is as good as they're playing as well as Giannis is playing and all that stuff the, it, it what remains true is they still have not won a playoff series since 2001 so Bucks fans it's a weird I feel people are you know hesitant to jump into that that pool um, but I look at the Warriors. I, I look at this team when they made that coaching change, yeah. uh, Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr, and they went from a, a first-round loss to the Clippers in seven to the NBA Finals and won the title. That's the blueprint that I look at, at this team. I don't know what their future holds uh, with some of these guys that are up for contracts, but for this specific team, I, I think that a long run is in store. If, they want, if they're going to get there, if they're going to get to the Finals, if they're going to actually do as I say. Would yeah. you look at adding more pieces at the trade deadline? The George Hill thing was more of a salary cap thing, I think, but Hill's now finding a role on the team. What would you be looking for to add to this team to make sure they do get into June and get you as many writing gigs as possible? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, I honestly don't know right now what if there is, which is such a weird thing to say about the Bucks. I just can't believe I'm saying it, but I, I don't know. I don't know what you add to that team. I mean, the, the obvious answer is if you're going to bring someone in, first of all, they obviously have to shoot. We know that. Uh, 
And uh, I have seen some people suggest that maybe they want a big body, um, you know, to back up Lopez in the playoffs. But I'm not so sure that they do because I think the question with Lopez that some people still want to ask is how much are you going to be able to play that guy when you play against a team like Toronto, like we seen the other night. Lopez was largely ineffective because he he was they, the, Toronto can go small and Ibaka is so, can sort of stretch the floor and play that smaller five roles. So I don't think you need a big body because I don't think you're going to be able to play him in the playoffs anyway. So the only thing that I could see this team adding is perhaps a veteran shooter. And I I know Corva went to Utah now, but he was a guy that you thought the Bucks would try and target. And and you know if you believe the rumors, I guess they probably did, but. Obviously, he's played under Bud before. And the other thing, he's hit big shots in the playoffs and he's played in the playoffs before. So I think if they were going to target anyone, it might be a buyout veteran. I'm not sure who's going to be available. But other than that, uh, I wouldn't be making any major trades. I know people are fixated on, you know, being pissed off with Chris Middleton when he has a bad shooting night and wanting to trade him. But it's just ridiculous. You're not going to move that guy with the way this team is playing at the moment. So, um I, I don't think they really need to do a lot. And you touched on George Hill, and that was that's what makes that trade so incredible. First of all, because the the basis for that trade is to is to clear money this summer, right? So they can so they can sign some of these guys. But at the same time, they got a veteran that's been in the playoffs before. Bud knows him really well, and and it's clear that he trusts him to uh, you know in big moments. And and he's he's a defensive player. He can, he can shoot the three. He hasn't done it so well so far, but. I, I just, I mean, that was another great addition. I, I, I don't know. What do you like? What are you thinking? Like, do they need anyone? I, I just can't think of a, a direct weakness in this roster at the moment. They're so deep, and I think uh, when I, the, for the strangest reason for why I was like, okay, I'll go from Eastern Conference Finals to Finals, which some may have thought was too high to begin with, was DJ Wilson's emergence because oh. I'm like, holy shit, this, this, everyone on this team can play. And they haven't even got to Christian Wood, and uh, DiVincenzo's been playing less, and there's nights where they don't play Sterling Brown or they don't play Pat Connaughton, and when those guys are playing, they're sometimes difference makers, sometimes acting as the number two in a game, and Brogdon, we haven't mentioned Brogdon, and, you know, they're just, they're so deep and so good that there is something with the chemistry. I don't know, I mean, George Hill, yeah, he's been playing well. I don't, if you're going to trade Bledsoe or Middleton and think, well, let's, I guess I would rather them ride this season with those guys, yeah. potentially lose both of them. But I just think whatever they have here, you add another veteran, you add another piece, you add a guy that can help, sure. But I I just, I trust these guys. I don't know. I don't want to say trust with the Bucks. I know the phrase never trust the Bucks. But I, I like where they're at. I think if you, this is what I said, I, I think the only thing that happens if you trade a Bledsoe or Middleton is you look back on it, and and really regret that you messed up what this team had going at, at that point in the season with with only 25, 30 games before the playoffs, like making trading your second or third best player. Uh, you know, when you already got the best, you know, we don't know where they're going to be in a month, but at the moment, the best record in the NBA and you trade your second or third best player away leading into the playoffs. Uh, I, I mean, I think you only regret that. Talking with Kane Pittman, uh, the one other thing I wanted to just kind of, Ask you when you touched on it a little bit. I think you said you would. Uh, you don't care if you whore out your accent. Does that? <laughs> I mean, I. I don't know. Here in America, we're so like everything's American. The whole world is basically America, and we're just a different part of America. 
does that it's almost like we see a foreigner and we're like dance foreigner speak say words do you encounter much of that still yeah people get you know uh it's kind of i feel weird saying this but the people sometimes people get way too excited about me saying anything and it's extremely uncomfortable and you know i I, i'm like okay this is getting kind of weird now i just want to get a coffee and like get on with my day uh but you know i i I think it works both ways you you touched it i've definitely had some people that that i'll say anything about Barcelona and they'll they'll message me on twitter or whatever or, or or go at me on twitter and say well you know basically the well, you're not from Milwaukee. Like, what would you know? Like, you don't know anything about the team. I was like, okay, well, I know this may shock you, but the NBA is uh, – people watch the NBA all around the world. I, I, I just want you to know that. <laughs> I know. Duh. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, I, I would be frustrated with it. Uh, I would – do you have like a draw – do you have like a fake American accent that you do when you get annoyed or no? <laughs> I, well, I don't think so. I I was um I was a little concerned. I had some friends here over Christmas from Australia, and I was just waiting for them to you know get into me about some of the, some of the things I was saying or some of the things I picked up. But it's, I got away with it, so I was pretty happy about that. Kane, I appreciate your work. I hope that this becomes a fruitful journey for you. Yeah, I, I think you're doing a great job. Again, you can find Kane M K E Bucks A U S on Twitter. MKE Bucks AUS. Uh, you guys can figure out what that means if you're stupid. Kane, appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, we will talk soon. Thanks, Bob.